With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Cultura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin, And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening to the Doug Gottlieb Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday, 3 to 6 Eastern, 12 to 3 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Doug Gottlieb Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. A happy Friday the 13th for you. Nothing to be scared about, nothing to fret. We are with you for the next three hours, and we are going to have a good time as you head into the weekend. Hit Aaron up on Twitter, at Aaron underscore Torres. You can find me on Twitter, at Dan Beyer on Fox, and we are talking about what everybody's talking about today, and that is what happened with the Philadelphia 76ers. In fact, we're going to go to the city of brotherly love in about 20 minutes or so, checking in with Sean Brace, of Fox Sports 1400, The Gambler in Philly on uh, just what went wrong with the 76ers, not only in Game 6, but really since James Harden came on board. We touch on that and so much more. It is a Friday. Aaron Torres, how are you? 
Well, I'm not a 76ers fan, so I'm doing great. How are you, Dan Byer? Everything good with you? I am doing well, and if you are a 76ers fan and may have missed the news that just came in a short, short time ago, Doc Rivers is going to be back as the Sixers head coach. At least that was the message from general manager Daryl Morey today, a day after they were eliminated from the postseason by the Miami Heat. I I just, I, I know that Doc Rivers catches a lot of heat, and I know that Joel Embiid's performance last night wasn't the MVP performance that so many of those who thought he should have been the MVP would have wanted to see. I just think this is such a James Harden sort of deal in Philadelphia because there's just a there is just a common thread with James Harden and every single time you want to give him an opportunity to maybe change the narrative, not only does he not change it, Aaron, I feel that James Harden makes the narrative stronger in the opinion against him. There's zero doubt in my mind, Dan, and I think, you know, that's what that was the big takeaway. And, you know, I I, I will say this is that I, I'm you know, I don't know if proud's the right word, but it feels like people in our business for so so many years have given so many people a pass when there are obvious issues right in front of them. Kyrie Irving leaves Cleveland, even though he's playing with the best player on the planet at that point, leaves Boston, even though he's playing with a great organization, ends up in Brooklyn. People finally this year start to say, come on, Kyrie, enough is enough with you. Ben Simmons, I know he had surgery, but we know that what happened in Philly last year, what happened in Brooklyn this year at the very least was a little little bit weird that we can't get clarification on people in our business criticize him and today to see people finally come out and say come on now James Harden you can't throw this on Doc Rivers you can't throw this on Joel Embiid and I'm not saying that that James Harden did it publicly but he did say no comment on Doc Rivers and it was very clear that the $40 million a year player that he is paid to be, he was not only that, not that last night, but was not that for five out of the six games in this series and really the last couple weeks since the playoffs started. So I give people in our industry credit because they are finally willing to criticize these guys that have warranted criticism over these last couple of years. And James Harden, as you said, I, I don't know how you can sit there and say anything other than James Harden is the reason that the Philadelphia 76ers are out of the playoffs at this point. And we'll hear from James Harden in a little bit in this segment. That that is if we decide to even hear from James Harden because at times is he calling in? That'd be, I, <laughs> that'd be cool. <laughs> uh, just for what he said or maybe didn't say in post game after last night's game, it's been played. But we we'll, may bring that to you just a little bit later on. But the, this is. I, I, and I'm sitting there and I'm thinking to myself, and we're getting ready for the show, and I'm just what's been said about James Harden to your point of people wanting him to to cash in or wanting him to come through or wanting him to be the superstar that we claim that he is what what I think has happened with Harden is there has been this staunch fan base of James Harden and it has slowly been trickling and dwindling down mm-hmm. like there are no new additions <laughs> fair to the to the James Harden bandwagon what it is it just becomes a a smaller and smaller core there's just a smaller group that continue to be James Harden faithful and there's very few in Houston uh, where you would think that there would be um, a huge amount of people who would love what James Harden did but he burned that bridge to your point there to what happened in Brooklyn and, and burning that bridge not only is he burning bridges with fans Aaron he's burning bridges with players that he had relationships with you know, Kevin Durant and him, teammates in Oklahoma City when the, at the start of their careers, he doesn't show up 
into uh, training camp in shape at the start of the season, Harden, and Durant's like, well, what's the deal? So mm-hmm. that, that, that relationship becomes fractured. The various fractures of him and Russell Westbrook, you know, playing together in Houston and the issues that they had. Uh, there's just every, every, every place that he goes, he burns a bridge. And, and it got me to thinking of, of how we look at players in the NBA. And I grew up in the 1980s when the Mag- when Magic Johnson and the Lakers and Larry Bird and the Celtics were in their heyday. And this is even before Michael Jordan took over and then dominated the NBA in the 90s. This was a time, Aaron, and I think it's one of the one of the craziest things about the NBA where you hated both teams in the finals if you weren't a Lakers or Celtics fan. You did not you did not like the Lakers, you did not like the Celtics. It was maybe a lesser of two evils. If you were the Eastern Conference, maybe you pulled for the Lakers to beat the Celtics because you were running into Larry Bird and the Celtics, and maybe it's vice versa. You're cheering for the Celtics because the Lakers may have eliminated your team in the Western Conference. But there was a dislike for those guys. However, when they retire and they move on you say you know what man Larry Bird brought it and magic was magic was the best at what he did and there's this this bit of you know reminiscing and, and you feel good but it's it's a healthy hate because they're your rivals they're beating you they're knocking you out of the playoffs I think James Harden is the most disliked player in NBA history without any of all of the, with there, there is no reason to dislike him because he's knocking your team out. In fact, he's not beating your team. So there wouldn't be a reason to even dislike him for that. It's how he goes about everything. It's about not taking more than two shots in a must win game in the second half and then blaming it on the offense, not getting the ball to him. It's him burning the bridge in Brooklyn. It's him burning the bridge in Houston. It's all of those things. It's how he plays. It's what he's done. I don't think I can't think of a player that we look back in the the eighties or nineties. Maybe a Bill Lambeer, if you weren't a you know Pistons fan and didn't like what he did. But I, with everything that comes with James Harden, there is so little to like about the attitude and the style of play that I think he's the most disliked player that that I can think of in NBA history. I hadn't really thought of it until you brought this up, Dan. But but I think there's something to it, um, and and I think why is for a few reasons. I think one. Frankly, he hasn't won anything, right? And he carries mm-hmm. himself as though, listen, we can criticize LeBron James for this, LeBron James. Right? LeBron James has four titles. Kevin Durant, yeah, should he have gone to Golden State, whatever. He was clearly the best player on two championship teams. And so even if those guys switch teams, we like it, we don't. Kyrie Irving, by the way, still has that iconic shot that brought Cleveland its first championship in forever. What does James Harden have? He has a bunch of bad head fakes and pump fakes and jump into guys and and rip throughs in the regular season that put him on the foul line or got him shots or got him 32 points a game or whatever, and none of it ever mattered. And I think that's why, is that it'd be one thing if, you know, after a playoff loss like last night, he, he went to the podium and talked about, you know, how sick to his stomach he is, another year wasted away. But you know what I really think it is, Dan, is I think it's become clear to us as fans, as consumers, James Harden likes basketball. James Harden likes the things that basketball brings him. I don't know that he loves basketball. I don't know that he's torn up. I mean, you you watched the, the podium last night. You could see how sick to his stomach Joel Embiid was. Um, you know, there's other players throughout these playoffs that when, when they get knocked out, you can see how disappointed they are. You know, James Harden is is about to be 33 years old. He doesn't – if you believe he has any good years left, uh, which many people don't at this point, it's not very many of them. 
And he's talking about, yeah, we just need more time and we'll be okay. And I don't want to answer questions on Doc Rivers and da 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 da. And it's like he is just, I think that's what frustrates fans is he's never won anything. He carries himself like he does. He doesn't seem to be that beat up when his season ends in disappointment like it does every year. I had never considered how universally disliked he was. I think there's really something to it, Dan. I really do. I think you, if you're Joel Embiid, that's part of the frustration as well. Is now this is kind of set your course, and 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 here is James Harden. I'm gonna play a couple of cuts for you. He talks about his future. Talks about the offense last night. This is a sampling of James Harden last night after their loss to the Miami Heat in games. I'll be here. Whatever makes this team, you know, um, whatever can, allows this team to continue to grow and get better and, and do the things necessary to, to to win and compete at the highest level. Why weren't you more aggressive? Um, like I just said, we run offense, the ball, you know, just didn't get back to me. Uh, there's throwing Doc Rivers in the offense under the bus, um, which I'm sorry. <laughs> when you're when you're James Harden in the NBA and you're the player that you claim to be, uh, you make the offense just attempting two shots. There were there are many there were many clips, Aaron, on social media last night of just showing James Harden and the absolute lack of effort and the lack of engagement uh, on both ends of the court when it comes to offense and defense. We don't even we, we almost give him a pass on defense because we aren't expecting a, a ton on him, but to be so lackadaisical on offense. And we criticize Russell Westbrook a lot for Russell Westbrook, you know, always wanted to be Russell Westbrook. At least Russell Westbrook tries. At least he's giving effort. Now, he'd be maybe bricking shots off the side of the backboard and then trying to bank shots that don't even touch the rim. It may be completely off, but at least there's effort. For sure. And that's why I go back to the dislike part of James Harden, where it's very hard to like someone when they're not engaged. And if you're a Sixers fan, considering everything that you have gone through over the last decade plus and trying to turn that franchise around to have your savior or the guy that, to come in and change the deal to be the the 1B to Joel Embiid's 1A or who knows, maybe even be the 1A, to have that sort of effort is just, it's it's appalling, it's disrespectful, and it's why nobody likes him. And the whole spiel at the end of the first uh, the first soundbite that you heard of taking time to, you know, to, to get to know each other, that's that's garbage. It's, 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 it's more of the other guys having to, you know, acquiesce to James Harden because James Harden should at least try to be the player that he is, and he's not. And so that's a, the, the lip service crap that I can't stand is you sit out there, you go out there, and you don't play hard in a game. You're not playing offense. You're not playing defense. You're not in Involved, then you come in and say that we need more time to gel. That's BS. That's absolute garbage. Let me ask you a question. What do you think? What What do you think would make James Harden happy? Because that was the part I was thinking about this morning. Is it's clear? You know, there there were some people in the media. I'm not going to take it this far. That that seemed as though that that thought it seemed as though he was tanking last night, like outwardly tanking. I guess that would be under the assumption that he could get if they lost, he would get the coach that he wants. But I mean, this is a guy that has had they they multiple superstars have been traded for to try to work with him. None have. When that happened, he got traded to his preferred destination. That didn't work out with a player that he was supposedly buddy-buddy with, Kevin Durant, which we can now question. He then gets traded to another preferred destination this time around in Philly. Is there is there something that is going to make this guy happy, or is he just perpetually an unhappy person? Because that was something I was thinking about as I was watching the press conferences last night, as I was listening to the audio right now. Like what? What? What is this guy waiting for? 
every year you have a fresh opportunity with with quality teammates, with quality coaches, with an organization that is doing what they can to help you. And every single year, it is the same end result. I just it, it blows my mind. It really does. I don't think that I, I don't think you can make James Harden happy. I agree because you continually. Um, appeal to him. You continually cater to all of his needs. And then he changes his mind. Then he doesn't like it. Then he moves on to the next thing. He's more interested in being James Harden than anything else. Do and you, that's the toughest part about it, I think. Let me ask you, do, do you think this Doc Rivers news, is it Daryl Morey finally standing up to James Harden? Why, the, the, the news, and we, we have three hours to get into it, but the timing of it feels interesting to me. And you just said, and I think you're 1,000% right, Nobody has ever really said no to him. Whatever he wants, he gets. Is this the first op, you know, situation where maybe it's because this is who Joel Embiid wants and maybe this is Joel Embiid's organization? I don't know. I'm just uh, the, the Doc Rivers comments seem very interesting mm-hmm. to me. And for people who don't know, Daryl Morey said today earlier this afternoon that the plan is for Doc Rivers to be back next year. I don't think it's over yet. I think it's I very early. I think that there could be, you know, if the Lakers strike out and don't like any of the assistants and they end up wanting Doc, why not try to make a trade to bring him over? Um, he's got three years uh, left on his deal with the 76ers. So maybe if you're Philadelphia, you're not interested in paying any of that out. I think it's $8 million per season. So there's $24 million left on that deal. I don't know how much you really want to be paying uh, any of that off. I, I would say it's not. I'll, I'll say this. I don't think that it's over yet. I don't think it's a sure thing. I think that's what you say the day after. Um, to Because if you don't answer the question that way, then there's tons of speculation. But I will also say this. To your point about Embiid, this is, your, this is the danger of Philadelphia. Now, Embiid's history of injury is, is one where I think that's another thing with Philadelphia. I mean, he gets injured in the series but still comes back. There's only going to be so many years where Joel Embiid is fully healthy and able to continue to play and play at that MVP level. I know he's only 28 years old, but there's a, there's a you know injury history there. The other quick thing about this is at what point, if you're Joel Embiid, do you start to flex your Super Bowl power or Super you know star power and say, you know what, I, I don't want to be here anymore. Um, and if James Harden's hanging around, if James Harden gets that extension, um, you know that he could get in Philadelphia. That's the ru- that's the risk that you run if you're Philly. It's one thing for him to opt in and play next year, and then you can sort it out after that. But if you're Philadelphia and you're Daryl Morey, you have to make sure that Joel Embiid is happy because if this continues along that route, we've seen superstars want to get out. It's not the thing to do in the NBA, and I think Joel Embiid could be going down that road if things aren't. They need to They need to cater to Joel Embiid and not to James Harden. Last thought on that, and maybe that's part of why the Doc Rivers comments came out today, is it seems as though Joel Embiid and him have each other's back, maybe more so than James Harden does. So at least for right now, Joel Embiid feels like, okay, I'm having a say in what's going on, but like you said, if other opportunities present themselves, Doc Rivers isn't back, then we would see what happens from there. He's Aaron Torres. Get him on Twitter at Aaron underscore Torres. I'm Dan Beyer. You can find me on Twitter at Dan Beyer on Fox. Check out the latest lines for the world of sports at Bet Rivers Sportsbook. Bet Rivers is the trusted name in online sports betting. Must be 21. Must be present in Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, and Pennsylvania to play. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. What's life like on the roller coaster of a 76ers fan? We'll find out next year on Fox Sports Radio. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. 
basically everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Gottlieb Show. He's Aaron Torres. I'm Dan Beyer. Get to Monty Bolaños and the latest of what's happening on Friday, including the latest on Doc Rivers, uh, Danny Green, and so much more. We head to the city of Philadelphia right now, though, and speak with our good friend from Fox Sports Radio, the gambler in the city of brotherly love or the city of James Harden hate. Sean Brace joins the program. Hey, Sean, how is your Friday the 13th going in Philadelphia? <laughs> it is Friday the thirteenth. I love it. One, two, three, Cancun, baby. <laughs> I, I am. Um, uh, yeah. How how bad is it today? How is the James Harden hate fest, or is it transitioned to Embiid and Doc Rivers? What has been the feeling like in the city tw- less than twenty four hours after last night? I mean, if you're going to rank them, it's got to go one Harden, two Doc, and I, I don't know. I mean, I, there is a lot of split feelings, split emotions about Joel Embiid, which I'll get to. I, I, I just it, I find it troublesome. Look, he deals with injuries year in and year out. Some of them nagging, not a lot of them really, you know, the ACLs or the knees, knock on wood, that he was dealing with in the beginning of his career. But it is unfortunate. It seems like every single postseason is the same old song and dance, Groundhog Day, over and over. Uh, number one, though, it's got to be Harden. You know, you, you, look, I get it. We, we had his resume. We knew what he was bringing to the table as far as what he is in the playoffs. Um, but you did see some sort of potential there. You did see moments of, you know, look, he could give you 20, 25 points, move the ball, be a little bit more of a playmaker, as Joel Embiid said last night, and I thought would never shy away from the moment come fourth quarter. Uh, that was news to like that was new to me to see it really happen right in front of our face. Uh, I mean, look, six games this this playoff run versus the Miami Heat, uh, four points, four points, two points, eighteen points, four points, and then zero points last night. That's not good enough. And there's so much more expectations for James Harden to fulfill that role of the leader of the guy that's going to take the game over. And at least look, nobody would care if he shot 25 times and was like nine of 25. Nobody would care. But the fact is you don't even attempt a free throw. You don't have a point in a do-or-die game at home after having a performance like they did in Miami. It's just inexcusable. And unfortunately, he's going to be back another year. No matter what, he's got the player option. He said he's going to pick it up. He's going to make $47 million to do exactly what he did last year. And I just don't know what's going to be different next year, guys. That's the problem I'm having right now. Sean, I just wish you would really tell us how you felt about James Harden. But <laughs> with that said, I mean, you know, because that's one thing that's, that sticks out to me. I was on Sunday night after game, I guess it was four maybe, when he was actually phenomenal, and people are throwing rose petals at his feet, and in the broadcast they said, it's a turn-back-the-clock night for James Harden. I'm like, when you pay a guy $44, $47 million, that's what he's supposed to be every night. So so where is, where is the frustration level just with the fact that maybe I'm super naive here, and I know he took on a slightly different role in Brooklyn, but this was supposed to be one of the the elite scorers, the elite playmakers, a guy that could put your team on the back, even if it is the regular season, if it, even if it is in spots in the postseason. He just doesn't even look like the same player that he once was. And I feel like we were sold that you're getting Houston James Harden, a reference that Joel Embiid made last night. 
Yeah, vintage was the word that everybody's thrown out there after that performance. Um, and, and, and look, I, I get it. You know, it was a it was a clutch spot. He came out, he balled in the fourth quarter, was not shying away from the moment. And and for people that were saying, I guess it was more a little along the lines of hopeful that okay, this is the guy that you'll see now that pressure's on, now that they're facing elimination, it's do or die. And it was just clearly the opposite. I mean, he really shied away. And as I said. Last night at the press conference, has the gall to sit there and say the ball never found its way back to him? It's just like dude, you're settling for George Niang shots, and I love Tyrese Maxey, but he's a little youngster right now. Get the ball back in your hands, drive to the lane, get to the free throw line, at least assert yourself into the equation. And he failed to do that on so many times throughout the course of this postseason, especially in this Miami Heat series. There's so much frustration right now. And uh, I know they just had their press conference at the end of the year. Daryl Morey saying Doc Rivers is coming back. Please, L.A. Lakers, please, Jeannie Buss, take Doc. He would look great <laughs> on your sideline. He would look yeah. great out there in L.A. Yeah, I don't think that this is over just yet. I think, I, it, to your point, the frustrating thing is it's not that Harden was completely absent. Is that you know that Harden can do it because he did it just two games ago. And then he yeah. ends up, you know uh, – mess in the bed uh, over these last two without even trying. It's just uh, trying to keep it clean. Sean Brace, Fox Sports Philadelphia, the gambler, joining us here on Fox Sports Radio. He's Aaron Torres. I'm Dan Beyer. What, what's more difficult for the Philly fan to take? Was it going through the process? And I don't know different regimes. There have been a couple of different regimes. But is this more difficult than actually dealing with the process of, of losing every year? Or was that just a completely different animal? Wow, what a question. Um, I was Look, I, I was okay with the process because I, I knew what the fruit was going to be like with you know those top picks and Joel Embiid. I loved everything when he was coming out of Kansas, Ben Simmons, hand in the air. I thought he was going to be a big-time difference maker. But, you know, those, those days were tough. Uh, I didn't want to be associated with the team, to be honest sure. with you. I couldn't even go to a game. I couldn't spend money. I went to a, a season opener. I think it was year two of the tank. And they played the Utah Jazz, and the Jazz were terrible. And they ended up losing by like 32 points. And I said, I'm not spending any money, and I'm not going to another game until they want to go ahead and put a team out there that can compete. So those days were really troublesome for me. But I, I just – it hurts right now. You know, look, I'm a diehard fan. This is my number one out of the Sixers or out of the Eagles, the Phillies, the Flyers, the Union. Shout out MLS. Uh, the Sixers are at the top of that list for me. So this is really painful. And it's just this – it's Groundhog Day, boys. It really is. Only this time it's James Harden, not Ben Simmons, doing anything in a game six versus game seven in Atlanta Hawks. Both games took place on the Wells Fargo Center floor, which is just even more inexcusable. But, uh, yeah, I would say right now this is just a tough pill to swallow. And, again, there's so many holes to fill from Daryl Morey's perspective. Look, he was able to make uh, turn garbage into gold without Horford's contract. He was able to get – his guy and Harden when I never thought that that was going to be the case for Ben Simmons. I was a guy that was saying trade him for CJ McCollum back in September. I wasn't really going too crazy because I said, I'll allow Maury to work his magic. But I was all about Halliburton, the deal from Sacramento, the rumors, if, if any of that was true. Before the season even started, I would have had that deal done before the season even started, uh, before they had their press conferences to start the season. Excuse me. Uh, but bottom line is, Maury said, you know what, hold out. I'm going to get my guy and Harden he did so I got to believe in him somewhat but there are so many holes to fill there are a lot of role players that need to go Danny Green's got to be gone I know he tore his ACL Joel Embiid 
you're not going to move on from him back-to-back seasons, runner-up MVP. But again, like I said, at the end of the year, he's always dealing with something. So what is it? How do you handle that? Daryl Morey, step on up. So and that was going to be my, my follow-up here, Sean, really quick, is is there a, a move to make this offseason? Because, I mean, I think that's the frustrating part is you're, you're locked in on Embiid, you're locked in on Harden. At least right now it feels as though um, that Doc will be back. Is there a move to make that will appease the fan base, or is it just doom and gloom? There's really no light at the end of the tunnel at this point. No, I think what you – look, obviously, give me a week. A couple of cold ones this weekend, and I'm sure I'll I'll numb up to everything. And, and, you know, look, these NBA playoffs have been tremendous. Let me watch the real teams play tonight between the Boston Celtics and the Milwaukee Bucks. Because that was another thing, guys. The Sixers, they were the worst out of the eight teams left. And I think a lot of people weren't realizing that. But if you watch NBA, if you watch these, these playoffs, you knew darn well the Sixers were not on the level. And whoever wins in the Boston Celtics and Milwaukee Bucks series was going to the East or going to the NBA Finals. I think I came to grips with that last round and more importantly throughout the course of watching these games. But that move, honestly, Aaron, I think it's got to be Tobias Harris. You remove yourself from that contract. At least you have some sort of freedom, some sort of money to spend. Now, easier said than done, but these are the things I was saying about Al Horford and that contract. Take a look at what he had to do to get rid of that deal a couple years ago when he got rid of him to Oklahoma City. So he can make these things happen. So if he can get rid of Tobias Harris, it allows you to spend some money, get some freedom there as far as contract is concerned, and you just got to get somebody in there that could be a little bit more assertive because James Harden's not going anywhere. He's going to be here next year. And James Harden is a playmaker. He's a facilitator. He's a guy that will get you 12 assists, maybe 18 to 20 on a good night. That's the way you got to go about it. Go out there. If you can get a Bradley Beal, and I'm going to spitball Donovan Mitchell. I know that's never going to happen. Again, you know, somebody that can just come in here and be a little bit more of a scorer than Tobias Harris was for that money, I think you're heading in the right direction. He's Sean Brace. You can hear him on Fox Sports 1400, The Gambler in Philadelphia. Find him on Twitter at Sean underscore Brace. And that's S-E-A-N, people. Get it straight. Sean, we know you're busy. We know it's crazy. We appreciate the time, man. Thanks so much. I feel so much better, guys. Thank you for allowing me to get that off my chest. Have a great day. (laughs) Therapy every Friday on Fox Sports Radio. Uh, Philly fans need it. The good news, Aaron, for Philly fans is that Bryce Harper now can't throw a baseball for a month. That was sarcastic. That's more bad news for the city of Philadelphia. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific. It is Fox Sports Radio. It is the Doug Gottlieb Show. Monty, don't go anywhere because you're going to be needed. John Ramos is in the hot seat because of of the popular demand of this specific segment. Actually, let's be real. It was bumped because of the John Ramos show. An early version of Two Lies, One Cup. It's when we look back at the Stanley Cup playoffs from the night before. John Ramos has presented three scenarios. One today from Aaron Torres. One from Monty Bolaños. One from me. And John has has to decipher what are the two lies. And what is the one thing that did happen in the Stanley Cup playoffs last night? Now, Aaron and Monty are kind of new to this. There's just one rule for you guys. Stick to the script. Yeah. Again, okay. we, we learned the yeah. hard way oh, earlier this it. week. Oh, I yes. heard it. <laughs> yes, just stick to the script, and John Ramos will take care of the rest. Aaron Torres, you have the first scenario for John Ramos. One, I can't wait to hear that audio during the break. Two, uh, Jordan Binnington. Allowed just one goal for the Blues as they won game six over the Wild, five to one, and take the series four games to two. 
All right, that's scenario one, John. You take that all in? You got that all down? Uh, yes, I've taken it all in, Dan. Okay, all right, Monty, go ahead. The Oilers' Ed George had two goals in their 4-2 game six win over the Kings as the series goes back to Edmonton for a game seven. Oh, you got that one, John? She was very decisive, so that's a good one, yeah. Yes, very confident. Uh, in the final one, John, the Bruins stayed alive by beating the Hurricanes in game six last night, 5-2. Series now heads back to South Carolina in game seven. All right, which one of those happened in the Stanley Cup playoffs? Which two are the lies? Can you give me the last one again you just read? Was Bruins over the who? Uh, they beat the Hurricanes okay. in game six, five to two, as the series heads back to South Carolina okay. in game seven. Okay, I am going to say that the correct one is going to be um, Aaron Torres. Ooh, um, why, why do you say that? What do you think is what do you, what what do you think's th- wrong well, with... Well, I'm thinking... <laughs> <laughs> this is just a whim for me, Dan. But I'm thinking when the Oilers Ed George, it might be maybe talking about the football player Eddie George. <laughs> oh, the, you mean the, former? You mean former Houston Oilers yes. running back Eddie George? <laughs> it could be that person. Uh, and also, um, with the with the, I don't think the Hurricanes play in South Carolina. I think they play in North Carolina. Or maybe that's just a whim, though. But so I'm okay, gonna, I'm going to stick with. My good friend Aaron Torres with the blue mark on Twitter as the correct answer. John Ramos, you are correct. Yes, Aaron was right. That is what happened. And yeah, the Oilers' Ed George was Eddie George. That's what I was trying to to fool with. And you're right. The Hurricanes are not in South Carolina. They play in North Carolina. Good deductive reasoning, John. Yes, very good. John Ramos. I just thought he was a big Jordan Biddington fan. (laughs) That's that's why I thought. He loves those uh, St. Louis Blues. I remember when my mom told me to go to college. It's going to help you one day. And today was that day. Thanks, Mom. <laughs> yes. Shout out University of Laverne. Ooh. The uh, what are they? The what are they? The leopards? That is correct. The Leos, the leopards. Yeah, yep. Yes. There they are. All right, John Ramos. He's got a winning streak going in two lives, one cup. We may have to make it more difficult as the Stanley Cup playoffs advance uh, in the next round. You could get John Ramos on Twitter at jsramos06. Find Monty Bolaños on Twitter at. Bonsi Bolaños and Aaron Torres on Twitter at Aaron underscore Torres. You could find me on Twitter at Dan Byer on Fox. Coming up next, is Derrick Henry prime for another huge season in the NFL? We'll talk about it here on Fox Sports Radio. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Hey, this is Jason McIntyre. Join me every weekday morning on my podcast, Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre. This isn't your typical sports pod pushing the same tired narratives down your throat every day. Straight Fire gives you honest opinions on all the biggest sports headlines, accurate stats to help you win big at the sports book, and all the best guests. Do yourself a favor and listen to Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, 
Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. 
I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It is the Doug Gottlieb Show. He's Aaron Torres. I'm Dan Beyer sitting in for Doug today. Just because Doug's not here doesn't mean we're not going to play a game. This is game time. It's game time. On the Doug Gottlieb Show. Check out the latest lines of the world of sports at Bet Rivers Sportsbook. Bet Rivers is the trusted name in online sports betting. Must be 21, must be present in Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, and Pennsylvania to play. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Monsi, what do we got today? Oh, John, tell us what game we're playing. Psychic. Psychic. Mm. Psychic. Psychic. All right, Aaron, get the crystal ball ready. <laughs> Psychic. <laughs> can't stop saying it now. Stop playing it. I can't. All right, guys. The NFL schedule came out yesterday, so there's a lot to think about about what's going to happen this season. So the very first game of the NFL season is the Bills and the Rams. Who's going to win the very first game of the season? I'll say this. I think that the Rams come in wanting to get their rings. And the uh, the Bills surprised them. I'm taking the Bills to win opening night. Usually, oh, liar. you think that there's a lot of momentum liar. and a lot of goodwill in the stadium, but I think the Rams are going to be so caught up in getting their Super Bowl rings that the Bills will beat them in Week One. Oh, lock it up. I'll take yep. it. A step, I'll take. Well, Bet Rivers, that's where you got to go. Uh, I would take it a step further. Not only are the Rams going to be maybe a little, you know, teary eyed when that banner unfurls. The Bills are going to come in with a chip on their shoulder, man. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, they get through that that KC game. Things line up nicely for them to potentially play in the Super Bowl, potentially play the Rams at SoFi Stadium, potentially win a Super Bowl in L.A. So, like you, Dan, I will take the Bills in Week 1. Game 1 of Week 1. Yeah, I agree. I'm a Josh Allen fan. He's won me several fantasy leagues. So, thank you, Josh Allen, for that. All right. Both of these players got hurt last year. So, who's going to have more rushing yards? Derrick Henry... Or Christian McCaffrey. Aaron, you got a read on this? Uh, I just think Derrick Henry, despite, as Monse just said, having an injury last year, feels pretty indestructible in general. Um, Christian McCaffrey, as talented as he is, I don't feel the same, so I would lean Derrick Henry. Yeah, Derrick Henry played half the season and still finished in the top 10 in rushing mm-hmm. in the NFL. Right. Uh, yeah, and I don't think Christian McCaffrey's days of playing a full season are uh, there anymore. Uh, Derrick Henry, even if you would play eight games again next season. Yeah, he is like a giant refrigerator running at you, huh? All right, what about Jamar Chase? By the way, that, you remember the fri- – I know, Monty, you don't remember William Perry, the refrigerator. I know John Ramos no. does. But, like, the fridge was such a big deal with the Bears back in the day, and now there's so many guys that are just the size of the fridge. Really? For real? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. One of Roger them being Derrick Henry. Roger yeah. that. Roger that. All right. Jamar Chase, excellent season with the Bengals. Is he going to have more yards this year than last year? Mm, interesting. A lot went right for uh, Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm going to bet – I'm gonna bet the under. I'm Ooh. gonna yeah. I'm gonna just bet the under because sometimes things don't always work out as well as they did a year ago. Yeah, I would say you know if you remember dating back to the beginning of the season, he had problems with drops. Uh, so I think he's gonna come in more confident. I will go over his total Ooh. from last year. Mm. All right, all right, I like that. All right, Dan. Today your Bucks have a chance to eliminate and advance 
I to know. I know. The Eastern Conference Finals in Game Six. Will Fire. they beat the Celtics today? I think it goes seven games. I really do. I I, I don't have the greatest feeling about tonight. Um, I think the series goes seven games. I will take the Bucks. I know there's been a couple close games, but uh, I like them to win. Close the series. That's game, huh? Game time. This is game time on the Doug Gottlieb Show. I think Boston plays a little bit freer than they did in the fourth quarter uh, in game five. We'll see how it plays out. Aaron is free to say whatever he wants after getting vindication against a former NBA great. That's next on Fox. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see See what music does to people. It gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin, And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast.